Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Okay. How are you holding up? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And, and, and really you even asking that question makes me feel for the parents like you who are like sending their kids hours away or across the country when I did move my daughter into college, but it was two blocks away and we've had campus events all week. And you've seen her every day since that we're at. So we, so last night we were at a big campus picnic and we're running into her and big hugs and all that. So I recognize that I have it a lot better than, uh, than, than many, but, but yes, it is, it's still kind of surreal, like not in the house and you know, all that. So doing okay. Have you tried to go to her room to talk to her and like forgotten that she wasn't there? No. Okay. That has not happened. Okay. So all right. I'll, let, I'll let you know if that happens, but right. no. Well, all right. Well, congrats to Mary moving in over at the college at Southeastern and, uh, all you parents that are uh, dealing with the, that empty bedroom, uh, I'm about to join you in about a week and a half. So we'll see how that lands. It's it's not going to be good, Amy. I'm not I'm not looking forward to this. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's where I I hurt for you because that's a different kind of goodbye. It was one thing where I was like, on Monday, hey, bye. Dad and I are going to go get some dinner. We'll drop something off at the dorm for you on our way back to the house. Your your goodbye is a little different. So yeah. Yeah, just a bit. Hey, I'll see you in four months. Right. So, all right. Well, and speaking of college education, Amy, if you're looking for a Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused undergraduate education, then look no further than Texas Baptist College, located in Fort Worth, Texas. Texas Baptist College is dedicated to providing trustworthy Christian higher education to undergraduate students, no matter where God is calling them. And on October 21st, you have the opportunity to explore everything Texas Baptist College has to offer at its fall preview day. Students and parents are invited to tour the campus, talk to the faculty, explore degree offerings, and meet fellow students. Let Texas Baptist College help you find your calling. Fall Preview Day is free, so get registered today at texasbaptist.com slash preview. That's texasbaptist.com slash preview. That's their Fall Preview Day on October 21st. All right, Amy, let's jump into it. Some big news broke last week after we had recorded the podcast, and obviously, uh, because if, if it hadn't, we would have put it on last week's podcast, but huge news last week out of Washington, D.C., the Department of Justice is investigating the Southern Baptist Convention. So again, this dropped last Friday, so it's been a week, but it was uh, it was after we had recorded. So the release came out that the executive committee has been informed that the Department of Justice initiated an investigation into the SBC that would include multiple SBC entities. Um, so this was a statement that got released on Friday afternoon from entity leaders and SBC president Bart Barber. And it essentially just said that individually and collectively, each SBC entity is resolved to fully and completely cooperate with the investigation. Not a ton of details in there. We do know there's a follow-up story that only as of August 15th, only the executive committee had received a subpoena. No individuals uh, had been subpoenaed. So that just means that's a like a subpoena for records or for sharing, you know, for giving information, not anything to an individual. But this is just, it's a follow-up from the story that we've been covering for the last year or more, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, like you said, there's not a whole lot of information. Some folks were asking, hey, are y'all going to do a special episode of the pod or record some special thing? And I'm like, guys, we don't really have a lot of information to share. I mean, that's all we know is that it's happening. They've asked for information, like you said, with that subpoena story. And now it's just you sit and wait. And yeah. that, that's it. So there's probably not going to be a whole lot of news on this because the federal government doesn't comment on this kind of stuff. And there's just nothing to comment on. So Yeah. And, and as goes with very large things like this, the federal government also doesn't move super fast. So as goes with anything. Yeah. yeah. So in, in some ways it's like, you want to say, okay, what do we do now? And the reality is we don't do anything. We just wait. And, uh, and whoever is asked to cooperate, whatever happens, just cooperate. So if anything comes of that, we will obviously have it here on the podcast, but uh, not really expecting too much in the immediate future. So we'll just kind of keep an eye on that and, and see what comes down the pipe later on this year and maybe even into 2023. Amy, over to Texas, some big news with the BGCT and Baylor University Executive Director David Hardage issued a brief statement earlier this week saying that the BGCT has entered into initial conversations with Baylor to review and consider changes to the special agreement between our two institutions. Yes. So essentially just said it says conversations are kind, gracious and cooperative, but will take some time to complete. This was a I mean, it's a short statement. It's it's pretty general, but obviously this is one of those situations where conversations can begin, you know, word could get out because lots of people have to be in these types of conversations. So it's a way to just say on the front end, we are, we are talking about this. There has long been, you know, I mean, Baylor University and Texas Baptist have been together for more than 175 years. You know, this is not something to take lightly. Texas Baptists have spoken up about um, about the the recent decision that Baylor made to grant a charter to Prism, which is an LGBTQ student organization, and so that has you know been some I think probably a point of tension between the two. I mean, there were a lot of folks, a lot of churches in Texas Baptists who well, it didn't seems like to that. have been the last straw. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, moving forward, this will, it'll just be very interesting. There's a, a Baptist press story. We'll put it in the show notes that talks a little bit about the relationship between Baylor and BGCT, how the trustees were handled all the way up until 1990, then how some changes to the relationship happened then. And, and then in 2011, some changes. So, I mean, th- this is not the first time that the relationship has changed. Uh, now we need to see what it's going to look like from this point forward. Yes. So uh, another, it's kind of, it's a big step right there because Baylor, obviously with that type of history, 175 plus years with the Texas Baptists, I mean, a lot of history there, ain't a lot of history. Yeah, very so much so. We'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that, see what comes from their discussions. Uh, like David Hart had said things are ongoing and uh, David's kind of on his way out retiring as well. So, um, you know, a lot of change happening over with the Texas Baptist at the Baptist General Convention of Texas. Final news story this week, Amy, big shout out to the friend of the pod, Allison Young, on the 2022 SBC Annual, now available. 
Yeah, she is celebrating because she's gotten it. It's off the presses now or online. So well, it's it's at the printer, but yeah, right, so. right. But it's ready and available. It's in an online searchable document under the resources tab at sbc.net. And uh, this is a big project, 568 pages. So really big. Also, the last uh, SBC annual to be overseen by John Yates, who finished his uh, 25 years as recording secretary. But huge, huge project for Allison. She does an amazing job there on the EC staff uh, publishing or, or editing that. Yeah. And so if you're interested, you know, some of the things are reports that were in the book of reports and then the annual carries over new things proceedings of the annual meeting and more yeah. so go go check it out big pieces you know a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about financial accountability and audits and we need this and that every year we publish audits from every SBC entity every year yeah and it's it's in section i think 4 is the uh, the audits there section 1 is the governing doc section 2 is the proceedings section 3 is the reports section 4 is the audits. So uh, all the financial information from all of our entities, as well as all the reports that you mentioned. And I, you know, I, I learned a few things. I edit this thing every year. I, Allison, you know, she gets it done. And then I take one last look at it and go through it and read all 500 and whatever pages it is, 570, I think, or something like that. And 568 pages, read the whole thing. And in that review, I, you know, I've seen things and I noticed things that I hadn't noticed before. So Always something of value in the SBC annual. So it's available, like Amy said, online for free. Just download it over at sbc.net. Just scroll down to the bottom under the resources tab. You'll see it says 2022 SBC annual. Amy, that's going to do it for our news this week. Bring me to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. I want to go back to 1980. You know, this is always the time of year when... That was a good year, uh, Amy. It was a good year. Is that That's when you were born? Yep. Okay, there you go. Um, I was four. So in nineteen eighty there was a, a Baptist press story because we had just had on August 14th the Democratic National Convention. And at that convention was a prayer, two and a half minutes, according to the Baptist press story, by SBC President Bailey Smith. Wow. Yeah. So he prayed, he gave the invocation. Because Jimmy for- Carter was the nominee that year. That's right. So and he was, Southern he was Baptist a Southern Baptist. Time, yeah. 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 So Bailey Smith gave the invocation for the Democratic National Convention. It took place in um, in New York. And he uh, he prayed uh, asking God to bring America back to the issues that made it great and prayed that the Bible would become the nation's standard of living. He asked for God's blessings and protection on President Carter and prayed that Carter would always lean on God for direction and strength. He asked that America never forget that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Um, But also very interesting, uh, and especially just kind of thinking through where this was fitting in history and then even where Southern Baptists had kind of been on this issue, you know, 10 years prior. He asked God to forgive America for the blight of immorality and for its disregard for the lives of both the living and the unborn. Wow. 
Yeah. And he said he he said, uh, I guess, to Baptist Press that his petition regarding the sanctity of life was a reference to the Democratic campaign platform at that time uh, that favored the the availability of abortion, yeah. which actually I'll have to go back and look and see what the platform said in 1980. I didn't have time to, to check that out. It says uh, we favor the availability of abortion. Well, yes, I understand. But, you know, over the years <laughs> it you know, over the years, it, it changes, you know, it's, it's gotten more and more radical actually. Right. And so what did it say back then? But when it did, you know, Bailey Smith, so he gets invited to do this and uh, he does participate, but he didn't hold back. I mean, he was very, very clear and represented our view on that all the way back in 1980. So I just found that really interesting. You know me, I'm always drawn to the, you know, political things and a great, uh, always great interest there. And so, um, so I just thought that would be interesting. So the SBC president was praying at the Democratic National Convention this week in SBC history. Wow. Uh, where was the convention that year? Did you I believe it was in New York? New York. Okay. Because Bailey would okay. have just been elected. That's right. That's right. Yes. Because Adrian Rogers, 79 to 80, only served one term. And then Bailey jumped in the next year. And served 80 right. and 81. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And as we're talking, I'm actually looking. I have found the platform. I'm going to see if I can find it. It says reproductive rights. We fully recognize the religious and ethical concerns which many Americans have about abortion. We also recognize the belief of many Americans that a woman has a right to choose whether and when to have a child. The Democratic Party supports the 1973 Supreme Court decision on abortion rights as the law of the land and opposes any constitutional amendment to restrict or overturn that decision. Um, and then it moves into talking about being free of environmental and work site hazards to reproductive health thing, you know, uh, in, in improving health and safety of pregnancy and childbirth. Um, some of those things, which I, you know, would wholeheartedly support that that we do but very clear in that platform and bailey smith did not hold back he asked for forgiveness Called for him out. That. Hmm. yeah well good for so. him so all right well interesting fascinating um I, I wonder what was the last southern baptist president to pray at a democratic national convention was that the last time that's a good question entirely i don't possible. know yeah entirely possible seems like it might be so yeah and if, that would be my guess, yeah. but I don't know. Maybe not the last Southern Baptist to pray at a Democratic National Convention, but definitely the last Southern Baptist president. Well, yeah. And we also had through the years some Southern Baptists who were Democrats, you know, and, yeah. and that and that was in a real season of transition, you know, probably in that as to what we would would see more um, because there were there were still a good bit of pro-life Democrats, you know, th things like that. Zell Miller. Well, and when and, Bill Clinton was elected, he was a uh, Southern Baptist, right? That's correct. Yes, he was. So. Yeah. So. Hmm. All right. Very well, interesting. Fascinating. Um, you can catch more of this discussion on our other podcast, Republican and Democratic National Conventions this week, available on iTunes. Nobody would listen to that. Trevin would listen. Amy, Trevin would listen. You're right. You're right. He probably would. All right. To the resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? New book by Jason Thacker. I'm very excited. Oh. I got this. I got this in my mailbox this week. Following Jesus in a digital age. It really kind of dives in on some of the, the issues 
related to the advance of technology. And actually I've been waiting for some things to deal with this. So we've had a lot of resources in recent years about like your own personal relationship mm-hmm. with technology about, yeah. you know, well, Chris Martin's book comes to mind, right? Yes. About, uh, how, you know, your phone is changing you and things like that. But now we're starting to get some things and Chris Martin's book did this too, that dive in, not just to how I, you know, get sucked in or addicted to, to these things, but also how to navigate digital privacy, you know, like all those types of things, misinformation, polarization, all of that. So how this is kind of a bigger landscape and it really affects how we approach Christian ethics. Like we have to think about how, what Christian ethics brings to bear on a new landscape that is dominated by digital presence. I mean, it's ev- everywhere. It's everything. So I just got this. I'm, I'm very excited. Jason Thacker has a ton of street cred on this. He has been, you know, he was the one that was talking a lot about artificial intelligence, AI. And for a long time, he was talking about it in ways that I was like, nobody's, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, come on. It, it's well, just, gee, wait a second. Let me just throw Jason under the bus there. I'm not, I'm, I'm actually being humble here saying Jason was right. What he was seeing, because we are beginning to see how artificial intelligence is working in all these ways that opens up some real legitimate ethical questions that we should be asking. So, so Jason's been on the, the front lines of this on the cutting edge. He is one of our best thinkers on it. And, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about reading this book. Yeah. So Jason, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I doubted Jason three years ago when I was like, "Ah, eh, what does artificial intelligence have to do with me?" A lot. And I'm Jason. Just so you know, I'll clip the uh, Jason was right part and send it to you in a, a little audio clip, and that way you can use it as your ringtone. There you go. I, I think I'll do that too with some of the things that you say. So that'll be fun. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, we go. Yeah. I've got that on a button. All right. My resource of the week, Navigating the SBC. It's a new resource from the Executive Committee about navigating the SBC. I know. It's a straightforward title. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty much. But think of it as like an in-depth primer to how the SBC operates, what it is, and you know, kind of more. So you've got the SBC FAQs book that you have. That's a great companion piece to that because it, it kind of goes into a little bit more detail on some of the how the relationships work and how things move around. There's a lot more visual based as well than a book. So it's a great compliment to Amy's book, SBC FAQ. So I I think if you had both of those, you're going to be pretty informed and pretty square on how the SBC operates. So Amy's is more what the SBC is. Navigating the SBC is kind of more how it operates. So that's a new resource from the SBC. You can find it and download it for free over at sbc.net slash navigate. That's sbc.net slash navigate navigate. All right. Very cool. I, uh, I got to see a couple of drafts of that resource and it's, I think it's pretty great. Yes. Charles Grant did a great job with that in our office and, uh, he helped put that together and we got it all edited and laid out and Andy Beecham did all the layout and everything. So a uh, total team effort over at the EC, but, uh, Charles did the heavy lifting on that and it's a fantastic resource. So thank you to him for that. And I, I hope people like it. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, next week, if you're in the new Orleans area, Be sure to join us on Tuesday over at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary for the big kickoff rally for the 2023 annual meeting. Woo! Going to be exciting. It's that time. It's already time to start. All right. Amy, Amy, I'm going to be in New Orleans next week, and I'm going to eat Cajun food. I bet you are. 
you can enjoy your Greek salads or whatever you eat in North Carolina, and I'll, I don't know what what kind of food you, you eat all kind of stuff. So I eat everything. Yeah, it's so. it's not bad. So, but yeah, yep. I'm back in the motherland next week. So looking there forward to that. So uh, come see me. Say hey. We'll see you at the campus of New Orleans next week. And Amy, I won't see you in New Orleans, but I'll see you next week. See you next week. I'm sorry I doubted. Jason was right.